The Science Of on The Money Show. The Science Of is brought to you by Telcom Business Convergence, one solution, one service provider. Welcome to The Money Show on a Tuesday night. We take things that are pretty complicated and we try and work out what they really mean, how they really work. And that's what we're doing this evening. We look at the science of trading. And if I ask you to sketch a picture of somebody who is a stock market trading as opposed to a long-term investor, you might, I don't know, the picture you might form in your mind is somebody like Jordan Belfort, the wolf of Wall Street, and the guys in the movie The Boiler Room, not particularly principled, fast-talking hotshots, targets to meet, no scruples to hold them back, and they're just the kind of guys that have tried to destroy the world. Well, tonight, Garth McKenzie, the founder of Traders Corner, and it, which is, I think, the best way of describing it, what is it? An initiative to promote proper trading principles. I think that's what Garth McKenzie calls it. Last year, we had him in the studio to talk about the year he'd had on Business Day TV, where he runs a public portfolio. He trades 250,000 rand of his own capital. And at the end of the year, he donates every single cent of the profit to charity. And in the past two years, he's made profits of more than 50%. That money's gone to charity. So he wants to prove that, yes, you can trade in a responsible fashion, make a profit, and that profit can be used for good work. You've been doing it for a while, I think, Garth McKenzie. Yeah, hi, Bruce. I started in, in late 2009 with the Traders Corner Initiative. Yeah, but so you started been, trading earlier than that. You were like 15 or 16 or something illegal, weren't you? Yeah, that's right. I was. <laughs> I, I, my, <laughs> my interest in the market first started when I was 14 years old. And then by the time I was 16, I decided that I wanted to try trading for real. And I opened a, a, a stockbroking account. And uh, I started trading my own capital from when I was 16 years old. How much uh, capital does a 16-year-old in your world have? Well, not enough, as it turned out. I I had uh, 3,000 rand that I'd managed to save up from working on school holidays and weekends. And um, I very quickly learned that that is simply not enough money to trade with. Your transaction costs kill you. And also, when you don't know anything, you very, very quickly can back yourself into a corner with such a small capital base. So certainly 3,000 rand as a 16-year-old was was not enough. And I, I went to the School of Hard Knocks many, many times between the ages of 16 and about 23 um, before I finally started to make a, a relatively consistent profits as a trader. Okay, because okay, most people, I mean, we chatted last year about your charity portfolio, the fact you made a 100,000 rand profit that went to two charities last year. Most people's impression of a trader, somebody who sits glued to their screen 18 hours a day, they don't have any real friends or a girlfriend or uh, a boyfriend or a dog that loves them. Most the, the dog would probably bite them if they went home in the middle of the night. I was alarmed by how few trades you actually executed last year in achieving a 50% gain on your portfolio of 250,000. It was just a handful of trades. Yeah, that's right. I did about, uh, I think about 25 trades throughout the year last year. So it was a very small number. I mean, it works out as one trade every two weeks, really, if you think about that. Um, but to, to go back to your point about you know, the, the, the image of people that, that trade being these guys that are glued to their com- computer screens throughout the day, you know, you do get traders like that. You, you get different styles of traders. You get intraday traders, um, and, and then you get traders like myself who like to try and have a bit of a laugh outside of looking into the computer <laughs> screen all day. You know, I like to be able to get away from the screen occasionally and go to gym or, you know, do other things because the screen can become very, very mesmerizing if you stare into it all day. So you get different styles of trading and, um, and, 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 Certainly, you do get the guys that look into the screen continuously throughout the day, but that's not the way I trade. And I think at the end of the day, you need to try and find a trading style that suits your personality. 
Um, that's very important. And of course, we're talking about trading. We're talking about buying and selling shares and you can do it online. And there are lots of people who will phone you up. There are call centers that will phone you up and tell you, hey, for 16,000 Rand, I will sell you a package that will tell you when to buy and to sell shares. Garth McKenzie, tell me that this is a load of old bunk. Absolutely. And you believe it or not, I get those calls as often as anybody else does. And um, <laughs> How long do you tolerate them before you swear at them? Well, it depends on how patient I am on the day. You know, some days I, I let them tell me their story and, and before then, you know, shooting them down. Um, or otherwise, if I'm busy, I just tell them, quite honestly, please, just leave me alone. This is a load of nonsense and I'm not interested. But at the end of the day, you're right. You do get a lot of these people phoning you trying to sell you software packages or this or that. And they try and make trading out to be easy, that you can buy a package and, and it'll tell you when to buy and when to sell. And it's an easy ticket to money. And, you know, I always liken that to, let's say, going, you know, on a, on a day of playing golf with Ernie Els and he, he gives you a few pointers. Are you then going to go and win the Ned Bank Challenge at the end of the year? No, most certainly not. And I think it's a similar sort of thing. Don't believe that you can just pick up a software package and, and make a fortune in the stock market. It's really not that easy. You know, and people need to be realistic in their expectations of this. Um, those people that try and make trading out to be easy and to try and make out as if a, a software package is the ticket to riches really get under my skin. Well, if it was, then we'd just get a software package and we'd all be rich. Um, exactly. It's, and, it's, and the person who created the software package wouldn't have sold it to us for 16,000 Rand because they'd have the secret elixir to the market and they would be making billions without having to hawk their secrets um, to those of us who are more naive. Yeah, Absolutely. It's not as easy as they make it out to be. And that's, that's the reality. Trading right. is actually well, one then, of the most difficult things you can ever try and pursue. Well, then convince me. Because so the science of trading this evening, buying and selling shares, as opposed to investing, long-term investing, running your own share portfolio over a period of 20 years, we're talking about somebody who trades more actively, somebody who buys and sells shares on a more regular basis. And I suppose it's worthwhile to start off, Garth McKenzie from Trader's Corner, trying to explain the difference between investing and, and trading. Okay, well, I think it's a good place to kick off the discussion. Um, let's look first of all at investing and what constitutes investing. Now, in my mind, investing, particularly stock market investing, is where you buy into companies with a long-term view. You buy the stock because you like the management, you like the industry that they operate in, you like the, in, the, 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 the management, you collect the dividends that the stocks pay, and you reinvest those dividends back into the into the stock market. And it's a relatively passive thing. You're not actively buying and selling. You, you're sitting there with more of a buy and, buy and hold type of strategy. And that is a relatively slower way of, of, of growing your capital. You would typically buy underlying shares to do that. You wouldn't use a derivative instrument. Um, and and, and it's, I suppose in a way you could say it's a, it's a slightly safer or less risky way of, of, of looking after your money. That's investing. Trading, on the other hand, is very, very different. You use different tools, you use different analysis techniques, and you use different products to trade. So you can, you can use derivative instruments like CFDs, which stands for Contracts for Difference, or you can use single stock futures or index futures products. Those are products that allow you to take a slightly leveraged exposure to the market, which obviously… Whoa, okay. Now this is where you're getting into your trader talk. Yeah. Okay, so you start talking about things like contracts for difference, you talk about warrants, you talk about futures, you talk about all of these things which give you leverage. In other words, your 10 rand isn't nearly enough. You want to make your 10 rand do the work of 20 rand or 100 rand. That's correct. So you, you, you enable your money to be geared up. You, you take whatever money you've got and you, you enable 
some sort of leverage. And as you said, you can take your you know thousand rand, for example, and you t- you can take two thousand or three thousand or four thousand rands worth of exposure to the market. The thing to remember is that once you've geared, you also you know y- your profits can be magnified, but your losses can also be magnified as well. And that's very very important to to remember. And that's why you then need to introduce the whole concept of risk management and money management and correct position sizing into your trading. But you, you hear the, the the financial services adverts. I mean, losses can exceed your deposit. Um, and, and there's a very clear warning from people who run these trading programs that, yes, you can go in and you can trade contracts for difference. You can do all of these various things, but you can lose more money than you put in. Well, that's correct, because if you leverage yourself, you can certainly lose more money than what you put in. And let's just look at that as a very, very basic example. Most of your contract for difference products will enable you to leverage your money up to 10 times if you want to. So you could go down, go and put your 1,000 rand down as, a, as what we call margin, which is like a deposit that you put down with your CFD broker, and you could theoretically leverage that money up to 10,000 rand. However, if, the, if your stock that you're holding were to drop by just 10%, then that means 10% off of your notional exposure of 10,000 rand is 1,000 rand. All of a sudden, you sit in a situation where your initial 1,000 rand of capital that you started with has been wiped out. And you only need the stock to fall a little bit further and then suddenly you're into the situation where you're losing more money than what you started with. And that's why they put those disclaimers out there. And it's it, it, it does make trading derivative instruments dangerous if you don't understand how to manage that leverage. Now, do I need to trade derivative instruments? Surely I don't. I can trade currencies if I want to. I can trade foreign exchange. I could actually trade shares. I could buy Anglo-American this morning and I could sell it this afternoon or I could sell it in three weeks' time and buy BHP Billiton or whatever the case might be. I don't need to be trading complicated instruments, do I? No, you don't have to be trading complicated instruments. You can certainly do it with the underlying product, and you can do it, as you said, with with different instruments, not just equity products uh, or equity derivatives for that matter. You mentioned currencies. You could also trade commodities. You could trade bonds. You could trade indices. There are thousands and thousands of products around the world with a price that moves, which you could potentially trade. Um, you could trade pork bellies. You could trade pork bellies. You could trade soya beans. You could trade oil. You, yeah. you name it. There are thousands of things out there with a price that moves. Okay, let's let's stick to the broad principles rather than getting into some of the the intricacies there. You, you mentioned when you were 16 that you started off with 3,000 rands worth of holiday savings, your life savings. You lost it all. You got yourself badly burned. You, you recovered and you're doing okay today. If I was to start a trading account of some description, do I need 5,000, 10,000, 15? How much do I need? This is a question that I'm asked very, very often. My honest feeling is that I think you should start with at least 50,000 Rand if you're going to stand a fighting chance at at success as a trader. Why do you need such a big lump of cash in order to succeed? Well, there are a couple of reasons. The first and most important reason, I believe, is your transaction costs. Whenever you trade, your broker will charge you a flat fee to trade plus then a sliding scale on, um, on, on any amount larger than, than a certain benchmark. And most of the time you'll find that that flat fee that the brokers charge you is somewhere around about 100 rand per trade. Now, let's think about it. 100 rand on a, on a 50,000 rand account is uh, 0.2 of a percent. But if you only had 5,000 rand in your account... That's a big that, chunk, that, yeah. It's, well, it, then it becomes an even bigger chunk. It becomes, it becomes 2% of your money. So what I'm saying is that with a small account, your transaction costs become a massive hurdle to overcome just to break even. 
on your trades. Whereas if you start with a larger account, your transaction costs become proportionately smaller and it's therefore easier to overcome those transaction costs and to actually be profitable. So that's the one that's the one and the most important reason I believe why I think you should start with a larger amount of money like a 50,000 rand deposit. Okay, but you've also got to be slightly mad because I've seen statistics and I don't know how reliable these are. There are probably 90, maybe 95% of people who start out trading their own capital end up losing that capital. So you start off with a big pot of cash and then most of us will lose it. Yes, that that certainly is correct, and I've seen that in my own career through through the years of being a broker. It's an unfortunate reality that the success rate of traders, people trading their own money, particularly when it comes to geared, leveraged derivative products, the success rate is very, very low. And you're right, the, the, the stats are that around about 95% of people who attempt to trade their own money using a leveraged product will end up losing their money, most of it, if not all of it, in, at some stage in the first two years of their trading career. Do I have a better chance of going to Grand West or to Monte Cassino and playing roulette? If I, I know nothing about trading and I know nothing about gambling. Do I, run a better, do I have better odds at winning on the roulette tables than I do running my own trading account? No, I think you've got far better odds of being successful running your own trading account if you know what you're doing. And and that's the most important thing. You need to know what you're doing. You need to understand the market. If you don't know what you're doing, then I suppose you could argue that it's as dangerous as going to Grand West and playing roulette. Okay, now we've got a high failure rate. One of the, the crucial aspects of traders and successful traders like yourself, you always talk about the discipline of being a trader. And like anybody who's ever sat at a roulette table, the temptation to take out that extra 100 bucks just for one last flutter is very, very strong. Um, in the same way as you take a position in the market and it loses a bit of money, the desire to hold on to it in the hope that it comes right is probably as strong as hoping that finally the the green number naught is going to come up on the on the roulette wheel yes that's right and and the thing is as a trader um you know you 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 need to basically have the discipline you need to go about setting out a trading plan and have the discipline to stick to your to stick to a trading plan in order that you don't end up getting into into a situation where you you break the rules as it were you basically need to go out there create a set of rules for yourself in trading and then abide by those rules it's quite a difficult thing to do because there are no set rules in the trading world you actually need to go out there create the rules for yourself and then also you need to be the policeman that manages yourself and stops yourself from doing silly things and that is quite a difficult thing to 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 get your head around as a trader and i think that's why a lot of people fail as traders if there are no rules and there are no set rules how do you go about setting your own rules well, that's the important thing. So you need to go out and get educated and go on courses, read books. I mean, I, I run trading courses to, to assist people in becoming successful as traders. There are also hundreds of excellent trading books out there that teach you the principles of trading. But get educated. Understand the risks. Understand how to size your positions correctly. Know that you have to use a stop loss always and respect your stop loss all of these things revolve around one word and that one word is discipline Uh, a stop loss i mean i buy something for a hundred and i agree in my own mind that if it falls below 90 i get rid of it i sell it i take my 10 percent right off and i learn from my learn from my mistakes it's being i don't wait until it gets to 85 and then sell I, I, i trigger an automatic stop loss whatever level that might be below the price i bought it at that's right. You basically you, you you protecting your capital, so that you don't lose a lot of money. The key to trading is that you need to keep your losses as small as possible, 
and get your winners to be as large as possible. And we talk there about risk to reward ratios. So whatever risk you, you go into a trade with, you, you need to know that every trade you go into, there's, an, there's X amount of risk. In other words, there's, you, you might stand to lose a certain amount of money. And you need to be happy and accept that possibility. And you also need to know that your potential reward, your potential upside is significantly higher. And when I say significantly higher, I'm talking two or three, three or four times bigger than what your potential risk is on the trade. How do you identify the risk-reward ratio then? Well, a lot of what I do in, in my trading is based around technical analysis. So you're looking at the charts, you identify certain chart patterns which have a fairly reliable history of repeating themselves over and over again. You can uh, generate profit targets based on some of those patterns and you then also look to where you, you where a technical pattern would fail and at, at that point you need to then put your stop loss in place once your technical pattern has failed. I mean a lot of people listening to us this evening are going he's talking complete gibberish. Where do people learn this jargon from Garth? Well as I say there are lots and lots of books available uh, out there to teach people how to trade. I mean I, I still even with many years of experience now I still am always on the lookout for new trading books. And, um, and and reread a lot of my older trading books. A lot of that terminology is available in the books, and there, there's some excellent trading books out there. There are also courses available, like the ones that I run, and not just me. There are a number of other people in South Africa that also run trading courses similar to what I do, um, in order to give people a, a bit of an expert's insight into the markets. Now, the reality about trading is that it's it's one of those endeavors that is very much learned on the job. You can't really go to university and learn to become a trader. You can't get a degree in trading, unfortunately. It would be great if you could, but it just doesn't work that way. It's an, it's an initiative that's very much learned on the job. And in the same way, I think that when, you know, if you went to university to study to become an art architect or a chartered accountant or a lawyer or a doctor, there are school fees or tuition fees to be paid. I think you need to view trading in the same way. You basically need to dedicate a certain amount of capital to your learning process in in the efforts of becoming a trader. And in addition to the capital that you're willing to dedicate to the learning process, you also need to dedicate a certain amount of time as well. Uh, they're absolutely important. And the questions are coming through about software. Um, and invariably they would because that's where people think that the, the best place to start is. Would you, is there any piece of software available anywhere in the world that might be useful as a starting place? Or do you discount all software as, uh, as, as not being particularly useful? No, look, I think you, software is, is certainly a part of your trading, but it's not the be-all and end-all. When I use software packages, I have a technical analysis package. I have a fundamental analysis package that I use. But those packages on their own are not what make me successful as a trader. It's combining that, that, those, those tools with the expertise and the understanding of the risks and the understanding of risk-to-reward ratio and so on. Um, so I, I'm not going to say to you that there's a piece of software out there that is the holy grail and you just buy that software and, and it's your ticket to riches because I really and truly don't believe that there is such a thing out there. I think it's important that you have these systems and you do need them in the same way as if you, you know, I, I think you should always treat trading like a business. And in any business, there are certain tools that you need to carry out that business. Um, and, and in trading, it's the same. You need certain tools, be they your technical analysis software, your fundamental analysis software, and so on. You need those tools, but those tools on their own are not going to be the key to what makes you successful. That's just a part of the equation.
Your mum's uh, SMS, Garth McKenzie is so humble and wonderful. We absolutely love, we absolutely love listening to him intently. That's your mum. I, I, I'm reading word for word what's written in front of me, Garth. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's her because I actually saw her just before this show and I know she's at a dinner party. Oh, okay. <laughs> but she's all her friends are listening and they all SMSing. Um, I, I mean, it's a nice comment to come through talking about humility because ego in the world of trading has got to be a, a very key driver. For, for many people, but it can also be ultimately the ultimate self-destruct big red button with a big flashing light for anybody who gets into this environment. If you've got a big fat ego, you're probably going to lose your money. Yeah, that's right. And um, in my experience, people that have big egos and have this need to be right and this need to prove to everybody how good they are, that is uh, is, is potentially a massive uh, disadvantage actually and it can be your downfall as a trader and in a, you know at the beginning of this interview you spoke about people like Jordan Belfort and um, and Gordon Gecko and the like and these are guys that had massive big egos and you could see ultimately where that ultimately got them it, it, it got them to the poor house in the end uh, absolutely John Belfort and I making his living of course uh, writing books and telling his life story and the movie is it out yet Leonardo DiCaprio playing Jordan Belfort I think uh, it's coming out fairly soon but uh, yeah that's how not to trade Garth McKenzie telling us how to trade the founder of Traders Corner on the money show this evening thanks very much for coming through Garth McKenzie